It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. All right, final segment. We've got a hell of a good game to talk about. And then in honor of the Thanksgiving holiday, we are going to help some underserved fan bases on this show, i.e. your team stinks. And don't feel bad, mine is one of them. But we're going to find out what. We're going to go to Boomer, Mr. Positivity, for whatever you have to be thankful for. Always looking forward to the silver lining. That's me. I'm a silver lining guy. It's a silver lining spot. That's what we're going to call this, the silver lining spot when we get to it. I love it. You better get that approved through Geo. Um, (laughs) All right, let's go best of the best first. This week's best of the best. All right, and the updated line on this for entertainment purposes, Eagles are three-point favorites at home against the Buffalo Bills. Boomer, where do you want to start with this one? Wow. You know, I told you in the previous segment, these both both of these quarterbacks just they score touchdowns. They, they get their teams into the end zone. It's not like watching the Giants or the Jets or – you know, the, or the the Patriots or some of these other teams that can't score. Both are on pace, like I said, for 4,000 yards, 25 touchdown passes, and 10 rushing touchdowns. And, you know, they, they just step on the field. They exude confidence. I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. And I want to take the Bills with the – I want to – it was three and a half on our initial sheet, and I know it's now down to three. Yes, and I think a reason for three. that, because a lot of people are taking the Bills, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, so, like, like, from a football standpoint, like, what is the bet? What's the way forward? You know, the Bills are never going to line up and run the ball. And the Eagles, although Kansas City, I, they were really some unique schemes and pulling their center out, and 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 they they were able to run it against the Eagles. I don't expect the Bills to be able to run it. So, what? How do you approach this if you're the Bills in attacking the Eagles in what is a very vulnerable secondary? I mean, is this the Steph Diggs game? Does Gabe Davis make an appearance? Kincaid seems like he's catching 50 balls a week, but how do you approach it going into it? I say it's a Steph Diggs game, and I also say it's an A.J. Brown game because A.J. Brown really wasn't involved that much in the previous week, and usually what happens is when they're not involved in one week, these wide receivers that are paid – Gobs and gobs of money are complaining internally. So I think this is the wide receiver game. I think that they are better than both secondaries at the wide receiver position for both of these teams. Both of these quarterbacks obviously move around exceptionally well. They make those secondary plays, and those secondary plays usually end up in huge gains, if not touchdowns. So I do believe that it's going to be high scoring like we were talking about in the previous segment. I do think that both of these quarterbacks are going to score at least, at least 30 points in this game. And I think this yeah. is going to be one of these up-and-down games. It's going to be a great game. I'm assuming the weather is going to be good for it. I think it looks like it's going to be good for it. So this is going to be one of those desperation games for the Bills. They have to win this game. They cannot lose this game. They cannot lose any more ground uh, in the AFC wild card race. So uh, I, I kind of like the Bills here just simply because uh, I'm getting three points. My fear for the Bills is twofold. A, the turnovers. Goes without saying. You know, I know I'm a broken record, but it's it's the turnovers with Josh Allen, and it's also the line of scrimmage. I just – the Eagles are going to dominate up front both ways. And over the long haul, that's a bad combo. Um, it's probably square. I'm going to take the Eagles here and lay to three. I just – I have to. I, I don't buy the Bills, Boomer. You're going to take the Bills, well, though. I'm going to take the I'm going to take the Bills and the points. I, you know, I think the yeah. Eagles could probably win the game here. I don't know. You know, it's going to be a tight game, but I could it be a 31-30 game, 33-30 game, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, here's the thing: it's either going to be a push 
or it's going to be, you know, a Bills victory by by just by the the extra point that I got because I got three points going into the game. You know, they did change their offensive coordinator to Joe Brady, and there was no question that it looked different, it looked better, and Josh seemed to be a little bit more uh, in tune to what they were trying to do offensively. So uh, for at least one week, the change of offensive coordinator from uh, Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady has worked for the Bills. All right, let's go to the final word. Got something fun for you. Kickoff with Boomer and Valenti, presented nationally by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos, brought to you by those who drink it. And Lowe's, Lowe's knows home improvement. The final word. So this is exciting. This is this is why Boomer's the yin to my yang. It's simple. In honor of Thanksgiving, Boomer will guide you, the fans, as we ask, what do you possibly have to be thankful for rooting for these terrible teams? My answers will probably be a little bit different. So let's start out. New England Patriot fans, Boomer, what do they have to be thankful for? All right, clearly you're a negative guy. You're a pessimist. I am the ultimate optimist. (laughs) And the reason I am that way, because when I played in the NFL, I played for the Bengals, the Jets, and the Cardinals. At that time, Steve Young once told me that you played for the Bermuda Triangle of the NFL. So I saw things a little bit differently. It was a little bit tougher position sometimes. So I always had to remain optimistic despite whoever was coaching the team at that point, whoever was playing with the team at that point. So I'm glad that you're asking me to do this for you. Patriots. Okay. What what does that fan base have to be thankful for? Be thankful for the great Bill Belichick and what he has accomplished for you guys over the last 20 years. I hear all these people whining about Bill Belichick and whining about this and Tom Brady did this and Bill Belichick did. You know, Bill Belichick put that whole organization on his back. Look at Gillette Stadium. Look at Patriot Place. Look at the billionaire that Robert Kraft has turned into. And look at how many times those guys could cut the line and go right into the restaurant and get the seat whenever they want it because of all the success that they've had under Bill Belichick. So please, please don't ever forget from where you came from and appreciate the people that did that for you as a fan base. That's how I look at it. Well, I'm uh, be thankful you've only got to look at Mac Jones for like six more weeks. Um, all right, Bengals, what do you have to be thankful for? You know, the Bengals spent money, and they gave Joe Burrow the contract extension he deserves. The future is remarkably bright for the Bengals. The window is not closed. The window is still open. There'll be some changes next year, but the one change that will remain or the one change that will not happen will be the fact that Joe Burrow will remain with your team for the foreseeable future, which gives you a chance in every single game he plays. I actually agree with you. Bengals spending money locking down one of the three or four best QBs in the league. He's yours for a decade. Yes, that's that's a win. It's a one-year blip. Titan fans. Wow. Uh, changes are on the horizon. <laughs> there's, there's a future. I don't know what that future entails, but it's not going to be what we're watching right now. Mike Vrabel is not this coach. He's not that kind of coach. He's, he, he's, he's dealing with a mess right now at quarterback. So I would just tell you that changes are a coming. Where they start and where they end up, I don't know. Could it be Kirk Cousins playing quarterback? For the Titans next year? Could it be Kirk Cousins playing quarterback for the New England Patriots next year with Bill Belichick, his coach? Kirk Cousins is most likely going to be on the move, and maybe one of these teams look to him as a two-year stopgap for somebody that they draft this year. And I'll just tell you, I, I always stick to this. This is why I, I refuse 
to ever endorse taking a quarterback anywhere other than high in the first round. This invariably is what happens. Oh, we took Will Levis. Yeah, that's great. We're terrible, and now we're replacing Will Levis. Oh, we took this kid in the third round, yet nobody cares. A year later, you've thrown him into a wood chipper. Uh, Chargers. All right, I'd like to remind you that I was drafted in the second round too. Just, just so yeah, but that you know, was that was thirty. That was that forty? Boomer, that was forty years ago. <laughs> I'm saying now it's a little different now. And by the way, in my mind, I was a top five pick anyway, so it doesn't matter. Hey, by we the way, we all know we've heard about the elevator ride at the Marriott. Okay. We've all heard. <laughs> all right, the Chargers, Justin Herbert, just like the Bengals, he's going to be there for a long time. Uh, if they don't make the playoffs, this is what I'm saying. If they don't make the playoffs, I'll have a new coach. It's easy for us to say that. We don't live it every day. We're not there every day. But it seems uh, like a fait accompli if that if they don't make the playoffs, a new coach will be manning the sidelines. But the good news is he will inherit Justin Herbert, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. You're nearing the end of having to deal with Brandon Staley, and you have the best uniforms maybe ever designed, the best gear and apparel of any fan base. That's all. Oh, and you and you live in L.A., so you always see the sun. Giants fans, I can't wait for, for our producer Brian Rascona to join me for this. You tell me what we have to be thankful for, please. All right, Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas, and maybe Deontay Banks, and maybe Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau has done something uh, in his career that only four other pass rushers have done. Now, he plays a lot more than a lot of these other guys, um, and I'm not really sure exactly what he is just yet, but I will say that the last few weeks he's played a lot better. Um, as far as your quarterback situation, uh, that is going to be left up in the air, and if they continue to lose, what you have to look forward to is the 24 draft then why don't you tell Sylvester Stallone, a quarterback, to not do what he did last week? He went sly Rambo 4. I mean, what are we doing? Uh, sc scones, what do you got to be thankful for as a Giants fan? You want to hit me with this? I will. You know what? I'm thankful for, and you guys might roll your eyes when I say this, but as we were just talking about it, I'm just going to say it. I'm thankful for the fact that it looks like Mara's going to stick with this regime in Shane and Dayball and see it through. Some stability, I think, is what this organization has needed for at least the last 10 years. And also, from a player standpoint, Micah McFadden's flown under the radar all year, and he's been one of the most consistent players on defense. Here's a guy that got denied going to Boston college went to indiana worked his way through all the way up through the practice squad and now he's starting with the defense Man. on the giants and right. he's been enough, playing well. enough enough i mean that's Woo! ridiculous i mean you've by the way that's there a very go. mature that's a very mature take not usually what i'm dealing with in new york around these times you know that right I'm going to tell you, uh, Scones, the sun came out while yeah, you were But there you go. That's tremendous. what I'm optimistic and happy All and right. thankful. I, you know, I'm thankful All that right. stability is the key word there. And I love Gotta the fact that you use that. So thank you. Appreciate uh, that. Bears, here's what you're thankful for. Draft capital. 100%. You and I are in the both. Uh, and I think everybody else that is a Bear fan knows that they are looking at these quarterbacks, Drake May and Caleb Williams and Michael Penix and Bo Nix. You know, they want to figure out who is going to be their next quarterback. The, inter the interesting thing is going to be to see whether or not GM and coach stay there after this season is over. Panthers. Uh, at, the, at the moment, not very much. No, uh, no, no. Silver lining spot. Come I on. I, I know I said not very much at the moment, but the silver lining and the hope would be that we're going to see Bryce Young mature over the last six or seven weeks of the regular season and, and give us a glimpse of some hope going into 2024 um at least you live in charlotte you could be from buffalo <laughs> i don't 
I don't know what to tell you. You have a big drum? I really don't know what to tell you. Uh, you're on your own if you're in – oh, and by the way, you've traded away your entire future for a four-foot-tall quarterback. I uh, I got nothing for you. Cardinals. Well, speaking of four-foot-tall quarterbacks, you mentioned him earlier. That's Kyler Murray. This one can play a little bit. Well, Come on. Yeah, he, he's an athlete is what he is, and he, he drives uh, opposing uh, defenses crazy. But really, when I when I finally look at this, I think that they have their GM and their coach for the yes. foreseeable future. So, to me, Jonathan Gannon, much like Shane Steichen in Indianapolis, have taken what they learned when they were in Philadelphia as the coordinators and now have attributed that or at least applied that to their respective teams. So, I like Jonathan Gannon as the head coach right now. All right. Minute or less, I got to ask. Jet fan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is a mess. I guess you got to look forward to Aaron Rodgers coming back next year. I mean. Yes, because my Boyle, dreams got... involve a 40-year-old quarterback on a blown Achilles. I know, mm. but, you know, it's like it's we are living through deja vu. This is the same thing that happened last year. And the, the weird thing is, is that Mike White was in the building on Friday watching Tim Boyle start a game for the Jets. Think about that for a second. Good God, that's depressing. All right, on that. So, silver linings, boomer leaves us with that, with that sad note. We we will recap it all. We will be back next week. Do it all over again. I'm in town next week. It's gonna be very exciting. Thank you for listening, boomer. Enjoy your week, people. We'll talk to you next week. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. It's kickoff with Boomer and Valenti. 